And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Foot in the Opposition Camp series from us here at the Glovers Cast. We're looking ahead to the game against Dartford on Saturday. It is match day morning as you're listening to this and we're delighted to welcome the media officer and commentator for Dartford, Will Bass, to the podcast. Will, how are you, sir? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad at all. Um, When we were sort of organising the times and uh, bits and pieces for this chat, you said that you had to uh, do certain times because of your university stint just as a little introduction to yourself is this a side hustle to being a, a university student as well yeah I, I i sort of got the the place in the first place through my university um last season i, I was there purely as a commentator and then this season I've, I've taken over as sort of the head of all the media operations but uh yeah it's just i mean it's a bit of extra money on the side as well as, as sort of free access to me local football club if nothing else so it's uh yeah it's a good position to have on the side of, of doing university so forgive me, forgive me. Uh, that makes you not very old, then, right? No, I, I'm twenty. Oh my god, I feel so old. Um, <laughs> but what a fantastic way to get into a! I, I presumably you're doing a, some sort of sports media degree of some description. Yeah, so I'm studying sports journalism at uh, Wembley, UCFB Wembley. It's a fairly new university, but it's based based in sort of Wembley Stadium. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's you know it's. It's a great opportunity, really, because it's what I want to get into. I'd love to be able to get into things like commentating sort of full time. So it's a great to, to be able to do it every week and sort of learn on the job is, is excellent. As a sports journalism graduate myself of yesteryear, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, let's have a little word about Dartford then. I was having a bit of a look back through the uh, form guide. Win loss, win loss, win loss. Yeah. The first <laughs> word that jumps to mind recently is inconsistency. Is that fair? Yes, I think that's very fair. Uh, we've yeah, we've been very stop-start all season. Um, I think injuries, suspensions, refereeing decisions, and and whatever it's sort of, we've never really been able to get into any sort of a, a flow of, of results. And then even last time out, we we played really well and got a big win over Torquay. And then it's been a, a two weeks off, so we've not really been able to carry momentum forward, which has been a bit frustrating. But uh, yeah, definitely very inconsistent so far this year. How many games have, have Dartford missed in the gap in between there? Because we've played twice since that weekend where you beat uh, Torquay. Yeah, we we didn't play uh, we we didn't play last Saturday and we haven't played midweek either. So it's been a we played we played in the midweek straight after Torquay, but that was a senior cup game and uh, we played Bromley and they generally played a lot of kids and we played our sort of second string side. So it wasn't a wasn't a hugely competitive game. Um, so we haven't. We haven't played since the win over Torquay, so I think that's two match weeks. There was a midweek one this week, wasn't there? So, so yeah, we've we've been a bit out of out of action for a little while. With with a break like that, then going into what is, as we all know, a ridiculously busy little period, mm-hmm. has that break allowed a couple of injuries to ease up, but a couple of players to sort of get back going again, and for the manager to address a few bits? Do you think that actually the pause might be a a positive thing going forward? 
it may well be in that in that fixture our last our last win we had a couple of new signings coming for that game and they really made an impact we they both they both scored and 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 generally played with the two best players on the pitch i thought so having them maybe a bit chance to get integrated into the side and, and as you say get get a few players fully back fit and i think we've certainly got the biggest squad we've had sort of since since uh Dallas came in last season and we've really got a sort of squad of 16 17 players so once they all get fit we do have a lot of options and uh i think now i think we have paul rooney who was who's suspended uh he got sent off against braintree and that's been overturned now so he's back as well so we, we are looking like we are getting towards having a fully fit squad now which is good i was going to ask about that three nil win because i was looking at it and it was it was a couple of new names just just tell us about those couple of new names that, that came in yeah, so first we had George Alexander, who signed on loan from Bromley to the end of the season. Yeah, um, I think he'd been at Slough prior to that this season. I think he was at Welling last season as well. So he, he's sort of been about in the in the division, but he's sort of a nippy striker, and he, he looked really good against Torquay. It, it felt like it's exactly what we've we've been missing. We, we've got I think four strikers as well as him at the club, but they're all very similar in what in what they offer. Uh, Harvey Bradbury, Alex Wall, Charlie Sheringham, and Lewis Manor. They're all big, six foot two plus. They're not the not slow, but not the quickest, and and I just felt we we lacked that sort of short striker to play off one of them. And he played up front with with Harvey Bradbury, and they looked really good together, a sort of a little man big man partnership, which I thought was excellent. Um, and then alongside him, we signed Richard Chin on loan from Charlton Athletic, who we had on loan uh, back in the last season, and, and he was very impressive then. And and Saturday against Torquay was was the best I've seen him in a a David shirt. He's got a brilliant goal. I think he said it was the the first goal of his professional career as well. So it was nice, nice to get them to, and they were impressive. And a little side note on, on Richard, actually, actually he was in my year at school, so I do know him fairly well, but uh, he was always one of the best players at the school. And, you know, he's, he's a great player and we're glad to have him. Um, you, you mentioned about Paul Rooney, sent off against Braintree, but the decision overturned. What, what, what did he not do wrong that the referee thought he had? <laughs> well, it was one of a few decisions that, Certainly, it felt a bit harsh this season. It, it lost us the game, to be honest, because it was a, it was a, I think of about forty minutes in, and we, Braintree came with a game plan. They sat back and played on the counter, and to be fair, they were solid. But we just started to get going, and then there was a. I, I didn't really see anything in it at the time. I was on commentary, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I said it looked like a foul, and then suddenly a red card appeared, and I didn't really know. What happened? He slid in, and it, it it really wasn't anywhere near as bad as a tackle as the referee must have thought. And the you know Braintree Town, the, the player rolled around on the floor for half an hour. So uh, I think he it was more of a, a a decision based on the the reaction sooner than the actual tackle. And and the replay showed there was nothing in it. So it, you know it's it, it's nice to have him back from suspension rather than a three game bang. Um, just I I was trying to do some maths, and discipline maths at this level is tough to do. Harvey Bradbury. <laughs> Fifth yellow card of the season against Torquay. Is he suspended or is he? I'm so fairly suspended? sure he's suspended. I like but that. I, fairly sure. I, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Someone told me he was, but that was a while ago, and I, I'm 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 90% sure he's suspended. <laughs> okay, he's got a couple of goals for you, hasn't he? He's been quite um quite potent up front, hasn't he, Harvey Bradbury? So if he is missing, that is a bit of a loss, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. He's he's really been our our leader in attack uh, since he came in originally on loan at the back end of last season and then signed permanently in the summer. And he's 
sort of everything that, that our manager really wants in a player. He works hard. He puts himself about. You know, he, he's a leader and and uh, and he gets goals. And I think he's been he's been very unlucky in front of goals this year. And he, he could have had a fair few more, but he does pop up with crucial goals. And uh, and and even against Torquay, he didn't get a goal. And I don't think he got an assist. But he, he was you know he led the line really well. And 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 sort of he'll be a big miss for Saturday. Although. I mean, it depends who comes in. I'd imagine Alex Wall will probably be favourite or maybe we'll go to a, just play George Alexander as a one-up front. It'd be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, he, he is certainly a miss because I think in an ideal world, probably wanted to go with an unchanged team from that win over Torquay, having played so well. So it's certainly frustrating, I think. Give us a couple of names to look out for. Who might Yeovil fans be thinking? Crikey, he's all right. Well, I, our manager's been constantly saying in the interview that he, he couldn't pick a player of the season. So... Uh, there's there's a few that have impressed me. I thought Joash Nemhard at the back has been probably our, our player of the season for me. I think he's a real leader and uh, and he's he's probably been our best sort of new signing from the summer. And then I think Luke Coulson's the the main man on the on the on the left or the right wherever he operates. He's the captain and and I think he's five goals and seven assists, something like that this season. It, it, it's it sounds like a lot, but he hasn't really hit the heights. That, that he can I think he'll probably tell you that until maybe the last few weeks where he really has looked looked back to his best so hopefully he can keep that going and, and I think he'll certainly be a threat I was having a look at the um, sort of the last few fixtures for you and noted that the last eight goals that Dartford have scored have all come from different players have they it's not going to be easy just to mark one player out of the game we've noted a few times this season that if you can nullify one key player you nullify mm-hmm. the team that doesn't feel like that's going to be the case with Dartford. No, yeah. Well, we even last season. I mean, we had. I think our top scorer last season had eleven goals or something like that. I mean, we obviously finished second. I think we had the second or third most goals in the league. So it's not really a problem of scoring the goals, but it never seems to be one player who who, who scores them. It, we score a lot from set pieces. Um, so you know, both the centre halves will will pop up with goals. I think Max Statham, right back's always got an eye for a goal. Um, and then, and then any of the strikers can sort of—they're not—they don't ever seem to be sort of guys who are going to go on really hot and score twenty twenty-five a season. But they will continue to pop up with goals. I don't know, George. George may well be the the type of striker that we've been lacking to really go and put fifteen twenty goals a season in the back of the net. Um, but certainly, yeah, it's, it's not—we're not a side with one man who's going to get all the goals. Uh, it's, you know, they can really pop up from anywhere, and you, you've got no idea who's going to score come a match day. You, you mentioned there about finishing second last year, currently sitting in mid-table. Um, is that is that a disappointment to be where, where the team is right now? Is there still ambitions to get towards the, the top seven come sort of April, May time? I think the ambition is playoffs. Um, I think it is a, a stronger league than it was last season. Some of the big names that have come down, the likes of Torquay, yourselves, Maidstone, and even the guys that have come up, I mean, Avely are flying. Um, Worthing look a better side. You know, there's a there's a real lot of teams in and around, and I, I really don't think there's a lot in it other than probably yourselves, who I, I do see probably running away with the league. And below you, I think there is a lot of teams like Bath you played on on Tuesday. There's a lot of teams who, are, who really I don't think there's a lot in it. And there's there's not been many times I've seen Darvin play this year where I thought, wow, that they were so much better than us, or wow, they were so much worse than us. It does seem like they're a real tight league, and I think we've just. We just lack the cutting edge. A few decisions have gone against us. We've made a few mistakes and it's cost us some results. There, there's certainly a good team in there. Um, 
and you just need to go on that run. You win one, then you win two, and then you win three, and suddenly you're on a you're on a bit of a roll. And we just not really managed to get on that this season. Every time we get a bit of momentum, I stops in our tracks by something. Uh, so hopefully now with the two new signs, I think really are going to make a difference for us. I mean, it's it's all it's a bit frustrating really. Plus the the two week gap, and then having to play play yourselves, who are such a tough game. Really, it would be nice to play a a game you could su- sort of suggest was much more simple and winnable and then you can start to get on a roll whereas it, it we're coming into a really tough game now which it'll be interesting to see where we are um i think the new sign is coming in and it'll be a really good test to to see whereabouts we are because there's so much quality in the, the overall side i know you've had a couple of bad results in the last few weeks but generally speaking you, you've you've really been uh, on a roll this season haven't you we have i think um like you say it, it's a momentum thing we won 14 games in a row but that was we won some of them on momentum. I remember us being in mm. Truro. We were probably not very good against Truro, but we just kept going and we found a way. We found a way against Bath on Wednesday night. It wasn't particularly pretty, but it was job done. And mm-hmm. that's what happens when you get on a bit of a roll and you can see that, as we alluded to right at the start, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. You're just nullifying yeah. that momentum, aren't you? I was going to ask, actually, um, is this fourth, fifth home game in a spin now because of the cancellations? Yeah, I think it's certainly been a few. I, I was trying to think the other day when when I last went to an away game. I think it was Hemel <laughs> Hempstead at the end of uh, I think it was the end of October or sometime around that. Yeah. Um, and and then we've had so many home games. We had Worthing away, but I, I wasn't able to go, so that's even longer for me to go to an away game. Um, but yeah, we've had so many home games recently, and we are we are much better at home than we are away. I think generally, that's all. Even last season, we we went on a really long run from January to the start of April or something like that without winning an away game and still managed to finish, finish second, which I think we, we were really strong at home and generally are strong at home. We've had a few defeats at home in the last few weeks, but they've, they've generally been unfortunate and decisions have gone against us, etc. So, yeah, it's a little bit frustrating looking back on, on how many home games we've had and we've still not been able to build any real momentum off it. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly been a while since an away game. We've got we've got Tunbridge away next weekend, so even that's only down the road for us. So it's not really a not a long trip. There's been cancellations. We were meant to go to Truro, and it was uh, I think it was waterlogged or something yeah. like that. So that's a, that'll be a fun Tuesday night in January. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, certainly been a while. So I guess the question is, how is the pitch holding up after all those home games and a bout of terrible weather? Yeah, I have to I have to credit. As much as I don't like to do it, I credit our groundsman Jay. He's a lovely bloke. Uh, as much as he'll kill me for saying that, and he does a fantastic job. He really is a, a top bloke, and, and he, he, you know, it's and, he, and we have Charlton under twenty ones play there. We have wow. um, I can't remember there. There's a, the, a women's team that play there. I mean, the Darfur women play on the main pitch occasionally, and then there's a, a fairly high up women's team whose names escape me at the minute who often play there as well. London City Lionesses, that's it. Oh, and yeah. so we have so many games on the pitch, um, but. You know, it, it, it's 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 a fantastic surface, and some you do go to some grounds at this level and on a grass pitch and see a, you know, there were mole hills and all sorts going on. But uh, generally, our, our pitch is is one of the best in the league, and and Jay does a fantastic job. And it's a real pitch. Yeah, so it's a it's oh, a grass pitch. Thank you, uh, thank, thank you the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, uh, yeah, we well uh, we don't tend to do very well on three G. So no, you are preaching to the choir there, pal. Get rid of them quick. Um, 
lots of Yeovil fans went to Wrexham. Even more went to Bath. We we don't know the exact number that are scheduled to head to Dartford, but it won't be a, a small amount. What mm-hmm. can Yeovil fans expect? What kind of reception are they going to get? Are they going to have a bar and a toilet and all those things? Because we've been to some places this season yeah. and they're in the bar and there ain't much of a toilet going on and there's not a lot of t- a facility-wise. But Dartford feels a little bit more set up for a larger way. Yeah, yeah we, we are, I think, as a as a club to go to, as an away fan, I think there's, there won't be many in the league that are better set up. Um, and I'm not trying to big the club up or anything, but I do think it's it's a really welcoming club. You know, there's, there's I think, multiple bars, there's... You know, the, it's all in good condition. There's multiple food outlets. There's, you know, you name it, it's there. And, and uh, the away behind the goal, there's a lot of room to stand in and et cetera. And I, I don't think this is being segregated. So there's the seats down the left-hand side of the pitch and whatever else. So it, it's it's a nice experience, I think, for an away fan. And uh, and for a fan generally, I think it's a, it's a you know, it's, it's, it's a comfortable match day experience. Whereas, when, you, like you said, when you go to some grounds in the league, you worry when you're whether you're going to come out. We went to Taunton uh, a few months back and they stuck us up in some gantry with the dodgiest lad you've ever seen. I worry whether I was going to get down alive. I've done, I've, I've done a few media uh, jobs in my time when I'm going around the country. There's a few press boxes that have been a bit questionable at the very best of times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I feel that pain. Solly Hole jumps to mind as a bit of an afterthought. <laughs> that was awful. Um Right, that kind of wraps up the questions that I had sort of scribbled down for you. Will really appreciate you taking the time. I'm not one of these that like to do predictions and stuff, but it sounds to me like Dartford are in a a good place heading into the into the weekend, but are expecting a tough test from Yeovil. Yeah, I mean, when the fixtures came out, you looked at when you were playing Yeovil and Torquay. I think Torquay haven't done quite as well as people maybe were anticipating them to, but you guys certainly have done, and it's it's a massive game. I mean, I remember you being in the championship a few years ago, so it's. It's, it's a bit strange to see us playing such a big team and it will be a really big test. Hopefully we can rise to it. We often do in the big games. And I think I, I would I would hazard a guess that we won't get smashed. We very rarely lose by more than a goal. We've only lost by more than one goal once this season and that was with 10 men to Braintree. Um, so we'll give you a game, I should hope. Whether we'll come out with anything, things will have to go our way. But you know, we've we've risen to these sort of games before. We went on one four one at Ebbsfleet. Yeah. We and then we beat Ebbsfleet four 0 at home the week later. And I mean, they're a national league side now, and not a lot's changed there. So we can rise to see these sort of games, but it will be a tough one. Um, I'm hoping for hoping we can put a performance in, but you do never know these days. Hopefully, we can we can give you a good game. You you said there right at the start of that answer. You said uh, I don't think we'll get smashed. I've never wanted a commentator's curse to kick in more. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest with you, if that could happen, that would be wonderful. I've done it a few times on commentary. <laughs> We've all been there. Listen, um, a huge thank you for taking out a time of your your Thursday evening to chat to me uh, ahead of the weekend's action. Um, I I'd, I'd wish you the best of luck, but I wouldn't mean a word of it for the weekend. <laughs> the same the same to you. Thanks ever so much for your time, but really appreciate Perfect. it. No problem. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. 